0: Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Saint James Podcast, and every blessing, peace, and joy to you as we celebrate this most holy day and season of the year, Easter. Thank you for joining me today for this short time of reflection on the Gospel this week, which is, of course, the story of the resurrection. As I uh, prepared this podcast, news is circulating that we're heading into a harder lockdown here in Ontario as cases of COVID-19 and its variants rise. It's painful for us, a second year in a row, not to be a gathering to celebrate Easter in person. But I'm mindful that it's far more painful for many people who remain isolated and at greater risk. Please stay safe. Please stay home if you're able to. Please wear masks, wash your hands, order and support uh, local businesses if you have the resources to do so. And if you're eligible, please book your vaccine appointment as soon as it's available to you. These are simple ways we can show love for ourselves, our neighbours, and our communities at this time. In one sense, I think living good news has never been more obvious. And in the midst of these difficult days, we have this highlight, this point of brightness. And I hope that the story of the resurrection might resonate with us even more powerfully. And I invite you... To still yourself wherever you are at, to be attentive to the story, and if you have a Bible to hand, turn with me to the Gospel of St. John, chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went towards the tomb, Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw, and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. And the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir if you have carried him away tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away Jesus said to her Mary and she turned and said to him in hebrew rabunai which means my teacher Jesus said to her do not hold on to me because i have not yet ascended to the father but go to my brothers and say to them i am ascending to my father and your father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The resurrection story in the Gospel of St. John is a little odd and dramatic, and it has many layers, but a simple point, that the resurrection inspires faith a faith that some come to easily, like the disciple who simply sees the emptiness and believes. Versus Mary, who, in a far more human attitude to my mind, keeps looking and searching to understand and to hold on to what was, before she can move into an attitude of faith and action for what will be. Our reading begins early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark. St John is as he did in the prologue to his gospel, recalling the work of creation, the first day before creation, before God has said, let there be light in the beginning. And I like to think he's also playing on the idea of the sun rising and the pun on that word, but I'm not sure that works in the Greek. Mary comes to the tomb in the darkness and darkness for John's gospel is also a symbol for unbelief. So, for example, we find in chapter 3, Nicodemus coming by night to seek Christ, unbelieving, waiting and seeking to find something. Other Gospels have many women coming to the tomb with the stated intention of anointing Jesus' body, but in John's Gospel, the disciples act alone, and perhaps each signify a different reaction to the resurrection. One has instant belief. One, Peter, has confusion and questions not yet understanding. The other, Mary, has grief and pain and a struggle to perceive. In this gospel, it is the moved stone that sends Mary running to the disciples, not a missing body. And there is a strange interlude of these two disciples running to see what has happened, one getting there before the other, perhaps also a reference to his quicker faith and understanding. They look into an empty tomb. I note only that the wrappings of the body are laying on the floor while the wrapping for the face has been neatly folded or rolled to one side and there's there's no clear meaning behind these observations and as I pondered them it suggested to me a sense of revelation particularly of the face of God which is so hidden in the Old Testament and now in the face of Jesus is revealed in new life death overcome and the fulfilment of God's promise. I think... These wrappings also reinforce that sense of emptiness to the story. The tomb is empty, even the trappings that held the body are now empty. Well, those two disciples now depart this narrative, and we're left with Mary alone in the garden, still searching. And We can only imagine her confusion as she keeps looking and bends again to enter the tomb. This time, however, there are two angels sitting where the body laid, one at the head and one at the feet. And this is not a passing detail, it's a visual clue. If we were to draw this, we would find an image that would have been a powerful one for a Jewish readership. For it was said that upon the Ark of the Covenant that was once housed at the centre of the temple in Jerusalem in the Holy of Holies, the Ark that was the embodiment of God's presence and covenant with his people, There were two angels, their wings overshadowing the centre of the ark, the place of touching where heaven and earth joined. Well here, now visually at the resurrection, we are presented with a new ark, a new touching place. And it is faith in this, this new covenant defined by life and love that overcomes death, that John is inviting his readers to participate in. But Mary, still not understanding, backs out. And has what to John's early readers might have been an almost comical exchange with the gardener. Not the gardener, of course, from hindsight, but Jesus, who reveals himself when he says her name. Mary. And Mary's reaction is twofold. It's telling and it's very human. First, an exclamation of joy. My teacher, Rabuni. Very possessive, that's a desire to hold on to her teacher her friend the one she has followed and loved and secondly we're assuming a reaction that she reaches out to him as we all would to embrace one we thought was lost and jesus prompts uh it prompts jesus to tell her not to hold on to him because his work is not yet complete he's still got to go ahead in ascension to that place where the new ark invites everyone to He's going to close the loop back to heaven, if you like. Humanity, the earth, joined to the kingdom of God. Well, Mary naturally wants to hold on to what was past. She maybe imagines that things are going to go back to the way they were. And Jesus is pointing out that faith is now not rooted in that past, but in a future hope of the kingdom of God, which in him has been made present in the world among God's children. And now? entrusted to the living of the disciples down the ages to our living in relationship with the one who overcomes death so that it may be on earth as it is in heaven amen our closing prayer today is the collect for easter sunday so let us pray lord of all life and power who through the mighty resurrection of your Son overcame the old order of sin and death to make all things new in him. Grant that we, being dead to sin and alive to you in Jesus Christ, may reign with him in glory, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be praise and honour, glory and might, now and in all eternity. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Go safely, stay well, and God bless you.